and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This episode, it is the turn of Darkwing Duck and Danger Mouse. Let's get dangerous. Right. I've got to say with this one, we talked about this one probably only for the first time last month. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple of different options for, for these characters in different fights. And this is probably, the more I've gone into the research, it's probably the perfect pairing. Because they're, they're a lot more similar than people were They're very, very similar, both the shows themselves and the characters. I don't know why we didn't hit on this before. Like, we have had various... We've been, especially Danger Mouse. I've, yeah. I've been trying to shoehorn Danger Mouse into this thing for a long time. And we've just never really been able to find a good matchup. No, we've had a couple which have been alright. We thought, yeah, we might do and we, we won't tell you what they are because we may still do them in the future. Or at least use those here. characters with someone else. Yeah, yeah. And provided Danger Mouse doesn't die here. Because, you know, if he dies here... Yeah, so it's yeah, not getting married in Vegas once you yeah. But yeah, so I mean, we we sort of touched on this one uh, last month, and it was quite uh, quite an interesting. One. We both sort of went, oh shit, yeah, why did we think of that? Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's there's similarities in the show. I mean, they were probably about ten, not quite ten years apart. Yeah, but I would I would imagine actually, Darkwing Duck was probably starting about when Danger Mouse was ending. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I remember Danger Mouse like. I mean, it's it, I'm slap banging the Catchman age, but Danger Mouse, yeah. I think it started around about 1982, 1983, and it ran for like ever and ever. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I can still remember watching Danger Mouse as like a 10 year old, put it like that. It, it ran into the early 90s, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly when it ended, but it ran into the early 90s, whereas Darkwing Duck started in the early 90s. So. Yeah. And I, I remember Darkwing Duck starting, and it was one of those routes, again, I would have been coming up to, if not around 10 I would have been something like 8, 9, 10 around that sort of age um, and I remember because it, it looked it looked like it was going to tie into DuckTales it looked like it was going to be part of the same universe and it was the same sort of animation but then what, looking I mean, at looking there back there were shared characters as well yeah because Launchpad McQuack was in both that's right um, um, and what was the robot thing or well, he wasn't quite a robot Turbo was he was it Turbo Duck yeah was it? it was like a Robocop type thing wasn't yeah, it yeah 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 because yeah. that was in both as well yeah but um, I mean that so you always got the impression they were, they were, it, was a shared, it was a shared universe you had the shared characters mm. they were going to cross over they never did apart from those shared characters and I think it was the last year or the year before when there was talk of a of a reboot coming um, that somebody at Disney turned around and said yeah, no there were, separate, there were separate universes we just took characters that we liked and had lying around that we could use um, but I remember at the time being quite excited because it looked like it was a it was a more sort of superhero based uh, yeah one of the, the Disney cartoons I mean you had so many variations of Disney cartoons. You had like Chip and Dale and stuff like that. You had DuckTales, um, Tailspin, which was the Jungle Book spin-off. Yeah. So you had all these things, but, but they were they were the Disney characters, but they were rooted in... Yeah, they, they just had different mythologies. And, yeah. yeah, and they and were more comedy-based than... Yeah. Well, I mean, there was comedy it in was, Darkwing it, Duck, but it was primarily action-adventure. Yeah, I it, it, was, it was a parody of that sort of action-adventure genre. Um, kind of looked a bit like The Shadow. Very similar to the Shadow. I mean, there's elements of of obviously Batman in there yeah. as well, and this was out around the same time as Batman the animated series. But primarily, it's more that kind of nineteen thirties, forties kind of sort of super detective almost. Right? Yeah. Super, like you're talking things like the Shadow, the Green Hornet, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But I mean, as you look at as the other ones I mentioned, things like Chip and Dale and Talisman, they were no, they were they were they were action based, but they weren't something they weren't based in a and anything you could identify with whereas so you've seen so many of these these film versions of let's say things like the shadow and the green hornet yeah there were so many things around that you could relate it to that and it was a bit edgier and a bit different i think there's a certain amount of it as well whereas um with something like tailspin or rescue rangers there was an element of kind of adventure of the week 
to that. Yes. Uh, whereas with, with Darkwing Duck, even though they were recurring villains, uh, most of the time you, you would... They, well, it would all be based in the one city there, much like Gotham City works in Batman. Yeah. There was this kind of general overarching... I forget the name of the city now. It was probably a pun on, on yeah. a duck of sorts. Yes, but it was um, St. Mallard. St. Mallard. St. Mallard, there you go. Everything's a duck pun in this show. Yes. Um. So it, you had that kind of overarching story then, yes. right? so which, which you didn't really have in the other shows. Maybe you could argue DuckTales aside because you had the wider universe of Duckburg and stuff like that. Yeah, so. but I mean, they never really did much with that. No, no, no. I mean, again, they were always off hunting treasure and stuff like that. Yeah. Just as an aside, I have quickly Googled it. Danger Mouse ran for 10 years from September 81 to March 92. So there is a year so where these two shows a year crossover, yeah. Because Dark yeah. and Duck only ran for, I think it was like the only producing episodes for like two years, didn't they? Yeah, but there's like a hell of a lot of episodes. Yeah, probably. it was, it was a typical years. Disney model, the same as they did with Rescue Rangers and DuckTales, that they were, I think, only three or four series of those, but they were like 100 episodes. Yeah. You know, and, and Darkwing was the same. I think it probably ran for about 40 episodes, even if it was only two years. I think it might even be more than that. I've known this quite a lot. And then on the back of that, I remember there was also Darkwing the comics. In fact, there was one They're still just last year. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they've done. Because the, the, the Disney kiboshed the, um, the reboot TV series. They just carried on with the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, and that brings us up to 2017. Yeah. Um, and I think there's, there's talk of going into next year as well. And Danger Mouse, uh, quite famously, was rebooted by Netflix yeah. about a year ago. No, yeah. two years two ago years now, ago, I guess. I've not seen any of the rebooted ones. Um, I'm a little bit loath to go near them just because I have such fond memories. And Danger Mouse is so British and of its time yes. that I worry what's going to happen with somebody like Netflix getting their hands on it. Uh, it would yeah, be yeah. like Netflix remaking Monty Python. It yeah. just would not work. So maybe it's good. I don't know. I just I think I would rather give it a wide berth. I'll probably get to it when Jess is old enough to appreciate it. I'll probably get to it then. I'll try. And, mm. One thing I'm trying to do is sort of steer what she does get into before we get into the fucking moshy monsters and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Which I'm sure have their merits, but I'm not interested. Yeah, I know nothing about moshy yeah. monsters. If we were talking Pokemon or Digimon, I'd be fine. But moshy monsters, no clue. Yeah, I didn't even know what they were until yesterday, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and by the time Jess is old enough, I'd imagine that'd be something completely different again. Yeah, naturally. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'll try and steer her into it, but again, I'll try and find the older ones first to... Enjoy, well, there's to, 10 years' worth of them, so... Well, that's it. I mean, the thing with Danger Mouse as well was... I think one of the things I can remember watching it was each episode was only, like, about five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. And quite often, to fill a half-hour slot, you'd have two or three episodes back-to-back. It was, it was yeah. that... Same with things like Super Ted and all those shows at the time. They were much shorter. Yeah. So the stories were a lot more compact. Whereas Darkwing Duck's like 20, 30 minutes at a clip. Yeah, I think, I think they were sort of standard Saturday morning fair, so they were about 20 minutes plus ads. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... You, you see it now with a lot... There's, there's a very big shift with kids' TV now, and that's a... Watching some, some toddler and preschool stuff around at the moment with, with Jess, is that the majority of things are five, maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. at a push because you can't hold the attention. Yeah. Um. And then you get to, like, like your Disney series. I don't know what Disney series are like now, but certainly the ones of, of our day, they would be about twenty minutes, and they'd carry a story, but they'd be aimed at a slightly older, yeah. at a slightly higher level. I think maybe budget is something to do with that as well. I mean, certainly when you watch Danger Mouse, looking back at it, you know, as somebody with a critical eye and and as an adult, they cut every corner. Oh yeah. That they possibly can. Absolutely. There are there are huge portions of each episode that will take place in a dark room. Yes. Because Danger Mouse will wander into Greenback's lair or something then and he'll purposely have all the lights off because it's a trap. 
So you'll have a minute of animation which is just a blinking eye yeah. with a voiceover. Or if there's any opportunity for Danger Mouse or Penfold to run behind a piece of scenery yeah. and have an off-screen conversation, they will. You know, they'll repeat frames of animation. Like all the old kind of Hanna-Barbera tricks that yeah. were going on in the Flintstones era with repeated frames and stuff. Danger Mouse uses all of that. Whereas with the Disney stuff, yeah, you never it was Disney that. Animation Studios. I mean, yes, it was never up to the standard animation-wise of their features. They were, they were obviously corners cut, but still, as far as TV animation goes, yeah, it they was put a lot of money on it. It was... It's, it didn't predate The Simpsons, but it was around about the same time as The Simpsons went from that sort of very cheap Tracy Ullman animation mm-hmm. to going to the um, to rough drafting career. Yeah. And you, you didn't really see anything outside of, sort of Disney. Um, Universal did a bit, but again, it was sort of the, again, they used like the Hanabout, Hanabout, yeah. Hanabout stuff. Uh, Disney were the, no, they were the only ones doing, well, okay, we'll animate every frame. Well, no, we'll do yeah. everything absolutely spot on. And we won't spend, as it won't spend movie money on it. No. But we'll spend money that shows that we're the best at doing kids' cartoons. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't, Spending all that money on animation, they didn't scrimp on the talent either. You know, like, I mean, they, Disney has a wide bank of vocal talent they can call on. Like yes. you look at Darkwing Duck, and you've got, um, yeah, I think it's Jim Cummings is doing Darkwing yes. Duck, isn't it? So you know he's on book. I mean, he's done umpteen Winnie the Poohs for him by this point, yes. probably. So they just like they'll bring him in at, at whatever rate he's got. It's not like they're going outside for a list talent. Whereas you look at something like Danger Mouse, and yes, again, you've got David Jason. But David but he Jason, probably cost them. David Jason at the time was probably at the height of his at uh, the height of his popularity. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, you're talking after Open All Hours and probably just about Fools. Fools and Horses would have started, wouldn't I think that was some, was that late seventies. No, yeah, I think it was. Um, so I mean, people knew who he was, and he was he was an asset, yeah. and he probably did break the bank for them. Mm. Um, no, I mean later on, he, he worked with Cosgrove Hall again and again and again. Yeah. Having said that. Had he done Wind in the Willows by this point? I'm not no, sure what he had. But he has done later. quite a lot with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Certainly with, you know, with, with LWT and Cosgrove Hall. I mean, obviously, he went on to do Count Duckler and stuff as well. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, even even at that level, we, we've not actually got into comparing these two characters yet. The similarities are startling. But even at a vocal talent level, you're probably looking at, at performers who are basically the go-to guys for both yeah. studios. That's it. And then you look at um, so certainly look at Tarquin Duck and some of the some of the other talent that you just as a backup artist, you have people like Dan Castle and Teller, mm. um, who again at the time was just about finding it with the Simpsons. You yeah. try and get him now. It would be well, again, he uh, did a lot with with Disney as well, and especially Disney uh, TV animation because obviously yeah. famously replaced Robin Williams yes. as the genie. Yeah, so which would have come on the back of this because yeah, was it? Yeah, I think the Aladdin series came about ninety four, didn't that? It would have been roughly around there because obviously it was after the film. Yeah, um, and then, and then he I was... think he did the sequels as yeah. well, and he until King of Thieves. Was it King of Thieves Robin Williams came back for? I'm not sure. I know he, he did um, Return of Jafar, and I'm not sure what uh, what others he did before Robin Williams came back. I think he was. I think Robin Williams was back by King of Thieves. Right. I wouldn't swear by it. Yeah, I'm but not it sure. was. He definitely came back. I'm not good with Disney sequels. Uh, aside from Return of Jafar, I like to pretend they don't exist because they're dreadful. Yeah. It's it's funny with Disney sequels because you get some obviously they're they're all canon but you look at every, pretty much every Disney film has umpteen spin-offs. Mm-hmm. Very few of them actually make it into the canon of Disney movement of the, yeah, yeah. the Disney films. Uh, so you've got um, Lion King had about seven spin-offs. None of those come into the the fifty two. No, I mean it's still it's it, still so. going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you look at Lion Guard now. Yeah. Apparently it's very good. And it's I, not I bad, don't actually but... want to start watching Lion. I've, I've seen bits of it. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not 
No, it's not great. It's, it's it, not Lion King. But no, yeah. but it's it, it exists in that universe, and you know it's condensed versions of that sort of you know, morality tale. I mean, the, the thing with those sequels as well. Okay, this is going wildly off topic. So, what's yeah. new for us? To us. Um, this is going to sound weird. I'm aware that this is going to sound weird. Okay, but my biggest problem with those sequels is all of them, or ninety percent of them, revolve around children of the original characters. Okay, yes. so Lion Guard and and Simba's Pride and all of that are children of Simba. Yeah. Then you've got the Little Mermaid sequels where it's Ariel's kids. Yes. Right, and 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 this is a trend that continues. So, in order to fully accept these sequels as canon. You have to accept that those characters are fucking. Yes. That's difficult for me. Especially because they're always mermaid. Well, yeah, but even biology yeah. aside, I mean, maybe she can just, I don't know, trade a voice in once a month and. I don't know. Well, I'll say, having, snatch. Having, I don't know. Having not seen any of them, I don't know how it works. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that at the, yeah, cause at the end of the movie, um, Triton gives her legs, suddenly, and she goes. Yes. So, so, yeah. So, I mean, that, but in the sequels, she's, yeah, she's a mermaid. She's a mermaid again. again. So yeah, um, and then you look at certainly the um, Lion King ones. I felt weren't Nala and Simba part of the same pride, and there was only was they only... were part of the same pride, but they weren't brother and sister or anything. And, and Lion King, I guess, I have slightly less trouble with because by the end of the Lion King, we see the first cub yeah. in the same way as in Bambi. Everybody has children by the end, and the story starts again. So I guess because they're linked with nature, there's less of a problem. Although. The Simba thing still does freak me out a bit. And I guess it's just because we we see these characters as babies at the start of the film. Yeah. And within the space of an hour, we've gone from babies to like... Yeah, full-on Full-on fucking. Yeah. And, and they've got their own... Yeah, they've got their own offspring. Yeah. Um, it, it just weirds me out. It re- and, yeah. and especially the, the princessy ones more than the, the kind of animal ones, as I say. Because, the, I don't know, it just weirds me out. The thought of like the princes and the princesses actually getting it on is a bit odd to yeah me. although I'd, I'd imagine if you look on tinder web there's various I iterations. dread I dread yeah. to think how much yeah. how much stuff is out there um yeah that's yeah, that's a dark hole that I don't yeah, ever want to explore to be honest yeah um I mean Jesus just imagine Beauty and the Beast alone just imagine the stuff that's out there on the interweb yeah just as a disclaimer, if you do Google it and you are traumatised... Not your own, our fault. It's your own fucking fault for being so fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay? Do not Google that shit. I'm um, not going to do it. I'm, I'm pretty fucking stupid. I'm not doing it. Now, there's one, right? Beauty and the Beast. Now, those sequels... I think it's actually a prequel. I, I, a, well, well, a mid-era prequel when you get to things like Enchanted Christmas and stuff because the Beast is still the Beast, yeah. not Prince Adam. So, But then that is probably the most acceptable one for them... To then have had offspring, because by the end of it, I mean he's a fully grown man. Belle's older than most of the other princesses. She's like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. So, so I guess that one will be okay. But they, they don't dare touch that because there's that element in there yeah. of like, well, even though he's a human now, yeah, he still was. We yeah, we could have furry babies here. It I don't know. It just weirds me out. Anyway, like I said, totally yeah. off topic. Slightly off point. Um, more worryingly and kind of on topic I guess is when you look at something like DuckTales and you've got Huey, Dewey and Louie there where have they come from? well eggs but like yeah but what I mean is they're Donald's nephews yeah where have they come from? well it wasn't Scrooge Donald's uncle yeah so it's it's, it's a family thing it's, no, it's, it's one of the it's one of those for the, for the sake of make, making it easy for the story we'll chuck them in to, you know, to, to track from a character who's a miserable old fucker 
Um, we'll put them in because they're a bit fun and they'll get into trouble and they'll get scrapes and they'll, they'll, they'll drive the narrative. And if you don't think about it too much, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's an easy fix, but like it's, it's Uncle Donald and Uncle Scrooge, right? Yeah. So Donald definitely has some weird excommunicated brother or sister somewhere yeah. that he no longer speaks to. I want that backstory. Yeah. I want the story of the forgotten duck. Like, yeah. where have they come from? And, and, and they've been orphaned, so there's obviously some sort yeah, of tragic a, a backstory there. there. Yeah. And given that Donald's not the most stable character on the planet... No. Like, that needs exploring. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. We're thinking about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking about um, Danger Mouse and Darkwing Duck. And I say, the, the, pro- the promise of Darkwing for me was to say the fact that... I mean, well, it's difficult to look at Disney universes and where they tie in because obviously you've got anything with the, sort of the, the main Disney characters, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy... Mm-hmm. They all exist in each other's universes, so anytime they're in anything, they could pop up. Yeah. But then, by extension, I say Donald will occasionally pop up in Ducktales. Yeah. Where you've got Thermo Duck, not Turbo Duck. I thought it was. I'm thinking about it now, isn't it something like Gizmo Duck? That's ringing a bell too. I'm pretty sure it's Gizmo Duck. Yeah, maybe I'm beginning it wrong. Um, it's, yeah, Gizmo Duck. You're right. Um, but yeah, so by extension, anybody who appears in Ducktales exists in the overall Disney universe with Mickey Minnie, etc. Well that but, that's more complicated as well because that universe though isn't necessarily so much a shared universe as it is that Mickey, Minnie the Fab Five then, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, they're actors and they're always referred to as actors. True. Which is why you'll get things like Mickey and the Beanstalk and Mickey's Christmas Carol and mm. then on the other side you'll get Steamboat William playing crazy because Mickey Mouse is an actor playing a character in this story. But also being Mickey in Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's entirely possible that Donald is playing Donald in DuckTales. Yeah. Because Scrooge McDuck technically exists in the universe of Mickey's Christmas Carol. So, therefore, by extension, I guess Scrooge McDuck is also an actor in a role. Which would explain the money. Which would explain the money, yeah. Fucking hell, then we get into it. Maybe so are Huey, Dewey and Louie. Maybe. Maybe, I mean, maybe everybody is. But, yeah, so that... The Disney universe, as it is like that, is, I guess, quite complex. But it, it, somewhere, there has to be an overarching universe there where all of these characters know each other yeah. and act in these roles together because they will refer to each other as yeah. Mickey and Goofy and Donald, but then they will also, in character, when they're in these things, refer to each other as Bob Cratchit or yeah. whoever they're going to be. So, Yeah, because I'm like, looking at the modern stuff now, there are massive t- uh, crossovers with... Um, that's a lot of the TV stuff. Basically, they've tried to shoehorn Frozen into everything the last couple of years. So, like, mm-hmm. um, Sophia the First, Olaf has appeared in that a couple of times. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's, and they, just, they are really sort of trying to shoehorn it into everything at the moment. Um, well, I mean, that, that shared universe at, at some sort of level, I mean, there's a lot of fan theories on it, but within the main classic canon, certainly since the more recent Renaissance, starting with, I would argue, starting with probably Princess and the Frog yeah. rather than oh yeah no Princess and the Frog or Tangle depending on how you want to look at it but since since that you've got things like you'll look at um, in Frozen for instance Rapunzel and Flynn yes. are in there they yeah. pop up yeah they, they appear then there's the whole fan theory about Anna and Elsa's parents actually being Tarzan's parents yes. as well um, yeah and there's apparently a link between the, the ship that Ariel is searching in Little Mermaid yeah. being their sunken ship being their sunken yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, some it, of that is I think it's to do with the, the bust, isn't it, that um, Anna yeah. has at the beginning of um, Frozen. It's very, you know, it's pretty much Prince Eric. And, yeah. Um, so, there is, a lot of that is fan theory, but there is, in more recent ones, there is definite, like, no question about it, like, Rapunzel is in Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so, she exists in that universe. Yeah, that's right. They, they are, you know, worlds apart or whatever, but they're in, they're in the same universe together, so... Yeah, it is a tricky one, and so to try and map that out, I'd imagine, would be very difficult as we go through, because there's there's obviously a separation between the human Disney world and, and the, the animal, the, the, animal world. the character Disney world, Yeah. Um, which I'm not, I dare say there have been crossovers, but I don't necessarily know how successful they are. Uh, well, I mean, back in the, again, it would be back in the 90s, you had things like House of Mouse and stuff like that, where you would have... Mickey would be, like, the host of a party somewhere, yeah. and it, it would be like a like a clip show almost or it'd be a series of small cartoons but like any Disney character could rock up at any point yeah and they would all be interacting with Mickey Mouse yeah so yeah, yeah. Right, okay anyway like, yeah so 20 minutes in that's actually, 20 minutes let's actually start talking about the good characters <laughs> 20 minutes is pretty good for us yeah, to be good. Too bad, yeah. Um, yeah so character wise part of the reason this sort of clicked into place straight away is when you look at as we said Darkwing Duck has that kind of shadow or green hornet background which yeah. was very much the american pulpy sort of heroes yeah um and then danger mouse on by by the other side of things is a very british kind of superhero very reminiscent of something like james bond or the man from uncle or yeah something. he's a he's a secret agent yeah i think um cosgrove hall did something called danger man right okay. and i think danger mouse was kind of a parody of that, parody of that. Okay. Um, and i think it's interesting as well that they are very self self-referentially parodies Oh yeah, both of them um, know that they're parodies. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean a lot of the, a lot of the other Disney stuff at the time, stuff like Rescue Rangers and that and um, Tailspin, they weren't built built that way. They were built in as much as we're going to put these characters into a world that's different to the films, but we know the characters. We don't spend too much time building yeah. them up. Like Tailspin, especially, you had um, the um, I can't remember the name of the plane, but you had um. Blue basically flying, uh, yeah, flying like a, a biplane, yeah, thing, what, yeah. Well, it was um, like a water, a water plane, yeah. wasn't it? Like a seaplane. And uh, King Levy wasn't king anymore, he was their boss in the delivery place, yeah. Um, and actors it, in a row, yeah, again. um, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, rescue rangers, they were, um, basically like a little detective agency, and it was, it was story of the week. And yeah, uh, you had Chip who sort of had himself dressed up as um, Indiana Jones and Dale yeah. dresses as Magnum PI. Yeah, and it was, I mean, Rescue Rangers is an interesting one. We're going to go off topic again, so I'll try and keep it short. But Rescue Rangers in general is very clearly meant to be the rescuers, and Disney have admitted that as well. Yeah. It was a res. it started life as a rescuers TV series. Yeah. Rescuers done under kind of bond, even though it's critically acclaimed. Yeah. Kind of bond. I never liked it, actually, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's probably one of the only Disney films I've never seen. I've seen The Rescuers, not a great fan of it, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's all um, right. It's I not just, the best. I don't find those characters particularly interesting. So I, I'm probably partially to blame for this because you take that story and put Chip and Dale in, especially dressed as Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I., and I'm all over that shit. Yeah. I, I love Rescue Rangers. Yeah. It's probably, well, not probably, it is my favourite of these Disney Saturday morning cartoon yeah. shows. I, I love got, Rescue Rangers. I've got to be honest, we, um, we went on our family holiday to, to Florida to Disney World when I was about eight, I think. And myself and my brother did just basically follow Chip and Dale around. I'm the same way, yeah. You know, and, and I'll still do it now on a Disney. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to holiday to either Paris or Florida, wherever, quite regularly. I'm, I'm a big Disney nerd. And Chip and Dale are characters that I will actively seek out. Yeah. They're great fun, you know? Yeah, that's it. And 
Uh, we now even the one we were I think we went there we we went twice once in middle of summer and once at Christmas and Christmas was like Dis- Christmas at Disney is like nothing I've ever experienced since it's just fucking surreal, um but you'd see them you'd have Chippendale and you'd see them on a, down on Main Street and they'd be just Chippendale you know, yeah. as, as chipmunks and you'd see them sort of around the corner five minutes later and they'd be in full costume it's like fuck it out. yeah and uh, you, you just it, it was just absolutely incredible. It is, it is, it's the step up when you see them in the Rescue Rangers costumes in the same way that doesn't happen very often, but now and again, Launchpad McQuack does get rolled out in the parks. Right. And people will lose their fucking mind. You know, it's, like, it's not just another character, it's, it's Launchpad. He's yeah. in the full costume and stuff. And yeah, it's just that extra, for, for character hunters as they are then in Disney, it's that extra level again. It's a rarer character. Yeah. So if you manage to catch Chip and Dale in Rescue Rangers outfits, it's, yeah, it's a step above. Whereas if you see the actual rescuers, they're probably more rare. But I'd still be like, meh, it's yeah. better than whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when, like, when we went, you had, um, again, completely off point, the, um, the two, two um, cat, the cat, I think, from Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they, were, no, they weren't around very often, apparently. It just happened to be that they were, they rolled them out that month and then mm. weren't seen again for a while. But anyway, completely off point again, sorry. It happens whenever we do Disney, if you notice this. We should really stop doing Disney or just accept yeah, that, accept that we're not Disney stuff's else. going well off topic. Yeah. And yeah, um, so so back on point then. So it, I guess what I'm getting at there is there's there's a even though the characters are very similar, because one is very British and one is definitely very American. Yes. I think that's gonna be key to this fight. And even to the point where the similarities in the character even extend to like they're both very arrogant characters. Yes. But yet Danger Mouse being British is a little more aware of how arrogant he is and yeah it, he can't push it to the point where he'll it'll become self-deprecating almost so to me it was almost a bit like i mean looking you know, as a child watching it it didn't you know, go on me because i was a child but looking at it now there's there was almost a touch of roger moore's James definitely Bond. there was a, a very sort of a, a very definite humor to it a very definite personality it was tongue-in-cheek almost yeah um, yeah, he, he definitely even though i know it was based on on danger man and, and the man from uncle that kind of thing he's always I mean, and this was around the time that Roger Moore was just wrapping up as James Bond as yeah. well. But I always thought of him as more... Even to the point where you look at him drawn as a character, and even though he's all in white and he's supposed to be a mouse, he's wearing a costume. It's just a white costume. And he's got, uh, like, a turtleneck jumper and, yeah. and things like that. He, he's just very, very Roger Moore. Yeah. Um, whereas Darkwing Duck is just... The, the whole conceit of the character is that he is... He's actually a bit shit. Yeah. And he just wants to be famous and thinks a lot of himself. Yeah. And so he's constantly like, he'll stop in the middle of a fight for a photograph and things yeah. like that. And, that. and that was part of his character. And that was then, like, we talked when we did um, the one, when we did um, Jason B. Warriors and Mask, that we talked about Spectre being a bit of a, sh- uh, not Spectre, um, uh, what was it called? Venom. Being a, sh- a shit version of Spectre. They, was a, yeah. they wanted to be supervillains, but their aspiration was very low. It'd be steal a painting or you know, kid- kidnap somebody's daughter so they'll, they'll yeah. They'll know, they'll whatever. And it, Darkwing Duck was kind of the same. It was, he liked the idea of being that rather than actually doing the work. Yeah. And it was a very similar thing. And if you look at um, Dark, uh, Count Dracula, which was a spin off of Danger Mouse, he was very sim- similar. The original, um, the original character in Danger Mouse was he, want, he wanted to be a celebrity. He wanted, yeah. He, his, um, his act was part of his torture routine. Yeah. Um, and he, so you look, and there's that sort of element of it there as well, where it's this thing of, you see, you see, even now when we're talking, we're not talking to twenty plus years later, this sort of cult of celebrity and how important it is to people and how 
you don't necessarily want to, no, you want to be famous for being famous. You don't want to be famous or recognized for doing anything. You just want to be recognized. Mm. And it, it's, it's interesting now that you look at it so, so far removed from that and that character still really resonates. Yeah, he does. Um, and he's definitely, like with Darkwood Man, there is definitely an element of brashness there that isn't in Danger Mouse. He's a little bit more cool, a little bit more calculated, a little bit more stiff upper lip British. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, essentially, which, <coughs> excuse me, I think in terms of, of any kind of fight is probably going to play to his advantage, whereas Darkwing's going to rush in head first yeah. and want to make a big spectacle and a show of things. Yeah. Danger Mouse is going to be a little bit more coolly confident about things and just, yeah. he'll still end up cocking it up because yeah. that's who he is. That, yeah, that's the character. But, but he'll be a, a little bit more coolly confident about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be interested to see, you know, I've, I've never seen the American um, adaptation of uh, Danger Mouse. It transferred to, it was the first British show, to, uh, first British cartoon to appear on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. uh, in about 84, 85. It was revoiced as well, wasn't it? So yeah, it was, it was revoiced. They redid some of the characters, which um, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how how they interpreted the characters, and how they how they reimagined it for an American audience. Yeah, I think I think Danger Mouse and Penfold remained as is. I don't think they were revoiced. Right. I think it was more some of the some of the supporting characters. Yeah, I think perhaps British humor is slightly more accepting of of parody, and especially when we're talking about racial stereotypes and things like that. At that time, yeah, uh, certainly in the seventies and eighties in this country, like racial stereotypes were a backbone of British humour oh, be yeah. that right or wrong yeah and, you know, and not just in, in cartoons you look at stuff like 40 Towers and Man- yeah. Manuel Either, even today like Manuel is seen as an iconic character mm. if you try and roll that character out 10 years ago yeah. you know, you'd be strung up yeah exactly. you know, you'd never get on TV yeah. so I mean yeah and um, you had the um, the, the crows didn't you that stiletto was the um, stiletto was yeah stiletto was probably the one that caused it <laughs> yeah um, yeah because um, he used to call um, he used to back Baroni Baroni see Baroni <laughs> yeah um, you would, again you wouldn't get away with that and I think no. uh, from the limited reading I've done is that that was that was re- redubbed when they um, when they went to Nickelodeon he was redubbed as a cockney <laughs> which I, I can't just can't imagine that yeah I, I can't hear that I think I, I, I mean the whole character was this kind of sort of Cod Italian accented mafioso. Well, his name, his name was Stiletto Mafiosi. Well, there you go. You know, it's <laughs> not, not, yeah. not exactly known for their subtlety. Uh, oh, Danger Mouse, definitely not. Yeah, no. so I mean, it, I know. It, it was one of those that, yeah, you look at it, I'd be interested to see how it translated and how American audiences received it. I mean, I, I said I wasn't aware until reading up about it that they'd actually done that. Yeah. So to see how it, how it was received over there would be uh, quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, in terms of the, in terms of the fight, then yeah, I mean, it, wider universe. If we're allowing it in, then obviously Danger Mouse. You've got Penfold as a supporting character, yeah. um, who was a hamster. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say a hamster. Not a mole. He's a hamster. Yeah, I also thought he was a gerbil, but yeah, he's, he's a hamster. Yeah. Um, Danger Mouse is ever faithful sidekick. Yeah. Um, always bumbling around, getting himself into trouble. But actually, in in the tradition of a lot of kind of superhero psychics like that was generally the one to come up with the idea that would save the day yeah. somehow uh, and was generally if he sat and thought about it probably just a little bit smarter than Danger Mouse and did not realise it yeah. he'd always be the one going like whoa hold on DM maybe we should try this and Danger yeah. Mouse would be like no full steam ahead we're going my way yeah um, and then it would usually be what Penfold suggested that kind of did it anyway yeah uh, and then we have previously in these kind of fights allowed villains from the universes in as well if we're yeah. going to do that obviously Danger Mouse had Baron Silas von Greenback 
um, and Stiletto Mafiosi. But Darkwing Duck really, there were some recurring villains, but he had a lot more of them, much in the same, the same way that Batman sort of had the rogues gallery. Yeah. Whereas in Danger Mouse, it was always Baron Greenback. Yeah. Always. And again, I mean, that sort of ties back to the early sort of James Bond type stuff where it was always Spectre, it was always um, Blofeld pulling strings. Yeah. Even if he wasn't the main villain in the, in the actual film, he was always alluded to. Well, he I mean, was the, 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 the top yeah, guy. Baron Greenback is, is blatantly Blofeld, even right down to he's got the, the fluffy white yeah, caterpillar the, as yeah. opposed to the white cat. Yeah. But he's blatantly Blofeld. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think really in terms of this, then when you, when you flip over to Darkwing side, obviously, as I say, you've got Launchpad. Um, there was the little girl as well, the orphan girl who was kind of his Robin, I guess. If you want, yeah, she sort was of. like a, a spunky little orphan who, it was you know looked all sweet and innocent, but was yeah. what I remember never afraid to just clobber people. She yeah. had quite a temper on her. Um, she had a duck, yeah, name as well. I think it was something like Gosling or something like that. Yeah, I think it was something like that. But um, yeah, you, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that much of the wider universe in, in Dark Knight. I don't remember that many of the recurring cast. It's but... because there were so many of them. I think the only real mainstays were, were Dark and Duck. Um, then you had the, the girl and you had Launchpad. And then you had these... Um, he had almost like Flanders-esque neighbours yeah, as mud- well. In his yeah, day, the Muddlefoots. Like, the Muddlefoots, right. Yeah. Um, Gos- Gosling Mallard was uh, the girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Drake Mallard's nine-year-old adopted daughter, so Darkwing Duck's adopted daughter. Yeah, so Drake Mallard being Darkwing Duck's yeah, alter ego, yeah. basically. Um, then you've got the Muddlefoots, who the family lived next door. Um, yeah, they were just, again, they were just a bit shit and a bit. Yeah. I think they were there as a foil just to kind of spit, to flesh the episodes out, really. Yeah. I don't think they really added anything. Uh, it was Gizmo Duck, or Fenton Crackshell. Right. Uh, Launchpad's old friend, Darkwing's rival superhero. Who was also in DuckTales. Who, who originally appeared as a recurring character in DuckTales. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think in terms of allowing support then, I think it's, you can't have Danger Mouse without Penfold. No. That just, so, so by extension, I suppose we have to allow at least Launchpad in. I'd, I'd say you've got to have the core. You've got to have Launchpad, you've got to have uh, and Gosling. You've got to have Gosling as well, yeah. So I think we're looking at a 3v2 here. Yeah. Um, because but, on, on Danger Mouse's side, there was no... Other real, it was always Danger Mouse and Penfold. I mean, you've got Colonel K, but he just sat behind a desk and gave orders. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think they, they called him Special K, didn't they? Which um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, in, in in this country at the time was the piss out of the cereal, not yeah. ketamine. Um, but no, it's it was yeah. He was one of those. He never really did anything. Some kind of directed traffic. You know, yeah. Else. Exactly. Well, he was. He, he was, was bad job, Yeah. Yeah. Bad exactly. Yeah. And he um, gave the missions. Yeah. That was it. So um, yeah, I think you probably are looking at a three on two. Yeah. Um, Largely, unfortunately, we are looking at five pretty basic characters in terms of a fight. Uh, well, yes and no. I think um, if, if you look at, like I said, so so Gosling then was, was a definitely a fighter. Yeah. So she had a fair bit of rage. I mean, we're not looking at superpowers or anything like that. No. But Darkwing's obviously got a fairly big arsenal of weapons. He had the grappling gun. He had, what was the plane called? Is it the... It was a pun on the back wing, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it the dark wing or the it was the dark wing? I think that he called uh, yeah. the plane, and it like there was no guns or anything like that, but it had um I I specifically remember it was shaped like the back wing shaped like the back wing shaped like a duck bill, and it opened up yes. so it could like chomp a bit yeah. like the stuff in Jason Louise Warriors, and then he had the um the bike as well yeah with, with the sidecar on which yeah. was the rat catcher I remember that one, um whereas Danger Mouse he had the fucking flying car which was awesome yeah um. 
again, no guns or anything like that, but a whole bunch of James Bond style gadgets. So you could shoot oil slicks and let smoke out and stuff like that. Now, key to all of this, powers or no powers. Oh, Danger Mouse is an expert in like typically James Bond-esque jujitsu or something. Yeah. They had a name for it. It wasn't Kung Fu, but I remember there was a name. The martial art, he was... It's like the old gag about being a black belt in origami, but it yeah. wasn't origami. Like the yeah. martial art that he was a specialist in, definitely had a name. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, no, but it definitely yeah. had a name. Um, I want to say actually it was like cat foo or something like that, or mog foo or something like. That. Anyway, it yeah. definitely had a name. Um, so he's got that. Whereas Darkwing Duck's a little bit more of a brawler, I guess, when it comes to the yeah, fight. and again that comes a lot down to the sort of the style it, it with it being a parody of the this of the forties sort of pulpy type of stuff. The the, the PIs and the gumshoes always were sluggers. Yeah, yeah. And there was no technique; it was hit harder, keep getting back up. Yeah, I think I think for Darkwing, it's very much a, a almost, again almost a Batman esque ranged fight. It's going to be about trying to draw Danger Mouse in and using things like the grapple gun and stuff like that, and just attacking from a distance. Launchpad's going to be far more head on because he's dumb as a brick. Yeah. Um, he's just a, a big brick shit house who flies a plane. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, Gosling's a, a little firecracker. She's going to be running around everywhere. Yeah. Danger Mouse is going to be very easily drawn in because it's part of his character. He's just. Yeah, like, he's, he's going home. He's, he's, he's going home. He's up for the challenge. Yeah. And again, it's again, we've talked about some, some of the things that's based on the Mac Mongol stuff like that. They always kind of were. It was they. They talked a good game about strategy. You know, it was all very much. It was all very planned. It was very British. It was very you know. We don't rush in. We don't. We don't mm. make rash mistakes. And then they run in and make rash mistakes. Well, yeah. It's it's James Bond getting caught and and all of a sudden Nance blowing up. Yeah, and it's and it's part of his arrogance as well. He's going to be like, I can take down Darkwing Duck. I am Danger Mouse. Yeah. There, I am indestructible. I am Danger Mouse. Yeah. Um, now, probably the key thing here because the characters are so similar is the fact that Darkwing Duck is a duck. Yeah, Danger Mouse is a mouse, and he's size appropriate. Like when you look at it, they like the car would come out of the curb underneath a post yeah. box. Like he's a mouse. Yeah. He's a tiny little mouse. So there is a massive, massive height advantage yeah. for Darkwing Duck. Not just height, the general size as well, because I mean, it's the Disney characters are always sort of um, humanized. Yeah. So yeah. Like, no, there was yeah a motorbike that was no, it would have been no. They, they lived in a city which was everything uh, size appropriate in yeah. the city yeah yeah so and like when Gosling when uh, Gosling was smaller than him because she was his daughter but she's still a big duck yeah um, so yeah I, mean, I, I hadn't thought of that but um, yeah it's going to make it quite uh, yeah whereas, whereas Danger Mouse is, is a mouse in, in our world as yeah. such so he's it's not like in the Disney world then Mickey Mouse again would be size appropriate if he was walking around in in Darkwing Duck's universe, he would be the same size or at least size appropriate to those ducks. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't, I don't think Danger Mouse would be. He would still be a mouse. Yeah, because I mean everything, everything in that universe, the crows were big. Yeah. Um, the Greenback was small. Nero was even smaller. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean I hadn't given it that much thought because I said you take them out of the universes and it's very, it's it's a very different prospect. You're trying to think of them in their own universes with somebody else sort of translated into it, so everything's yeah. going to be kind of equivalent. But yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't given that much thought. Yeah, I've forgotten about them coming out of the curve. Because when you think about it, aside from the crows, like Greenback is a toad. Yeah. Uh, Colonel K is a chinchilla. Yeah. Uh, and not then, the walrus. Yeah. No, he is not the walrus. That's John Lennon. Yeah. Um, then the, oh, the caterpillar, Nero. 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 
is a caterpillar. So even though he looks like a, a decent sized pet compared to the toad, he's, he's a caterpillar. Yeah, comparing to a toad. Comparing to a toad, yeah. So they are definitely very small. And then when, when you see Danger Mouse in, in his environments, like he, he had the kind of sort of 60s bachelor pad with circular leather sofas and a TV on the wall and stuff I think like that. But he was a size poster in. Yeah, there was a post box. There was a red post box, and the curb lifted up underneath, and the car came out from the curb. And to get to the car, they sat on the, he had like a circular sofa arrangement, and he would press a button, and the middle sofa would go into like a slide, and and he and Penfold would slide down, and they drop straight into the car. That's it. Yeah. It was very much Batman getting into the Batcave. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when you put it into perspective, and when you see the car come out, the post box is the size of a building. It's yeah. giant. Yeah, because it's a post box. Because it's a post box. So, so Danger Mouse is a mouse and Penfold is a fucking hamster. Yeah. So. Yeah, all of a sudden this gets a little more difficult. Yeah, now, I mean, that can go both ways. Yes. Yeah. You know, this size can either be an advantage or a disadvantage compared to how we're playing this. So, I mean, it, when you, all of a sudden when you look at this size then and you say, like, Darkwing Duck's got things like the grapple gun, well, they're probably going to be too small to be caught by the grapple gun. Yeah. So that now is just a tool for Darkwing to swing around rather than yeah. a weapon. I mean, if anything, if he's trying to use that as a weapon, if they're in the car, you know, if he, even if he catches the car, they can use it like a, a wire to trap an attack. Just keep driving around. Driving around. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. And the car would have tow ropes and stuff like that that it could shoot yeah. off and wrap them up. Now, also, yeah, there's the thing of like, the car would almost be, like they could be buzzing around. There's more of an annoyance than anything. Yeah. Buzzing around them. Um I guess there's an element of big fish, little fish, if they're in the plane, because with the beak opening up, they could swallow the car whole. Yeah. But then that all that does it is still, the plane. it puts the car inside the plane, and it's small enough to drive around inside the plane. Yeah. So, that I mean, the size thing could actually work to their favour. Yeah. You, you almost get the impression that, and especially when we're talking about, say, Launchpad, who's definitely going to be the slugger of the group just because yeah. of his size not in character because he's quite actually a laid back yeah. kind of character but because of that and he's a little bit dim and he's sort of starstruck by, by Darkwing and stuff like that but you get the impression he'd almost turn tail and run because he'd be scared of a mouse yeah I mean, he's, he's, he's that like that elephant of, sort of thing yeah something. like an elephant being scared of a mouse so I, I think I think Launchpad would actually be quite easily taken out um, just by tactical manoeuvres if nothing else if he didn't run run away I think he's he's dumb enough <laughs> that they could do the attack trick or, or whatever yeah. it's going to be just buzz around him and lead him into a wall or lead him out of the plane as he's yeah. chasing him he, he's dumb yeah he's dumb enough to do that yeah um, you'd hope actually most of this time he'd be flying the plane otherwise everyone's dead but, oh yeah it's one way to end it yeah but yeah um, I mean yeah I, when, we, when, when you said about the, the size that was the first thing I thought of was like you've got Gosling was say she's she's a five rep, but she's little, she's a kid, she's gonna be jumping around and she's mm. gonna be quite agile. Darkwing was quite agile, but he was quite quick on his feet. Um and something uh what the fuck was his name? Do you want me to struggle the Launchpad. Launchpad. I want I, I want I want to call him something else, I was like, what's my Yeah, he's he's bit kind of big and lumbering. Yeah. So he is. He's he's gonna be the first one you take out. And so if, if you you look at having that car, which is no it is miniature, it, no, you you would very you could very easily just use that, and so that that was the first thing that popped in my head was the uh, the adapter. Yeah, and I, I could see that working. Dangerous's car's got let's say a load of gadgets on it, so a tow rope is not out of the question. So they can easily wrap up launch pad. Yeah, and then he's he's down for the count. Now, 
that leaves a two-on-two. As long as they're in the car, Penfold is basically attached to Danger Mouse because they're both in the car. Yes. Even when they're out of the car, it's very rare that Penfold leaves his side. But at yeah. this point, they are essentially one unit. So yeah. it's it's for Darkwing and Gosling to take out that car. Yeah. That's the first thing they've got to do, really. Yeah. Um, it's small enough that if they're quick enough, they could grab it or, I guess, maybe try and lead it into a mouse trap or something like that, And just which <laughs> seems like the obvious thing yeah. to do. Just set up a trap, let the car drive into it yeah. and, and trap them. Yeah. Uh, what that trap would be, I'm not entirely sure. They're well, already inside the plane, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there are plenty of humane mouse traps, I think, just have chased them into one of those. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> If you're quick enough, you can use a glass and a stick and just yeah. lure them in, you know, stand behind them. And Danger Mouse is kind of gung-ho enough and dumb enough, as I said, to, to go yeah. straight for them. If somebody's stood behind this trap going, come and get me, here I am. Yeah. Penfold's going to be going like, wait a minute, DM, I don't think we should be doing that. Yeah, and Danger Mouse going, nah, we'll be fine. I'm yeah, spraying yeah. the trap. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the equivalent of having the old uh, bayonet and yeah. you know, just step on it, it drags you up or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So at that point, if, they, if they're trapped then in it, call it a glass then and a stick I guess Darkwing's resourceful enough to do that um, or, or even an old fashioned cargo net you know, well yeah. no they drop through that yeah, because too, they're too small, too small. so you've got, to, you've got to physically trap them in something but that still isn't going to kill them no um, and Danger Mouse then is at the point where once he's in the trap he's got the kind of James Bond mentality of okay I'm trapped yeah. now but, I need to get out but now I have my magical laser watch or something yeah. you know or I fart hand grenades or something yeah, exactly. So he he's gonna cut his way out of the glass. Yeah. Whether he can get the car out of the glass is another thing. But I think I think at that point you abandon the car. Anyway. I think you have to. That was kind of always a tenant of James Bond. You had the car. You gave him the really cool car with all the gadget. He used it twice and trashed the. And then trash it. Danger Mouse's car was always trashed somehow. Yeah. It was. He was never able to fully utilize it as as a weapon or anything because he always ended up trashing it. By the end of the episode, it would be fine again. Yeah. But the car would always get trashed and he would always be forced out on foot into a dark room somewhere yeah. where you'd just see his eyes normally. But I mean, that's another thing. Okay, so he cuts his way out and we're now in a, a hand-to-hand situation of swords. Danger Mouse does have reduced visibility. He's only got one eye. Mm. Um, it's also a weakness if you can catch all of him and just Probably poke him, him in it. Um, or just no. Standing, stand behind him the other side of the mirror you have no sense of depth you just run into the fucking thing yeah um, so I guess at this point what Team Darkwing really want to do is, is separate and, and divide and conquer I mean Penfold's going to be a pushover without Danger Mouse yeah to a point where you think you just don't as, as long as you can snag him you stick him in a cage on a wheel and he'll, he'll just stay there forever yeah although Penfold is always like most of the time he ends up in a death trap of sorts yeah and that is always the like the thing that'll spur Danger Mouse on and give him that extra bit of guts to yeah. just he's got to save Penfold. So you do that, all you're gonna do is piss Danger Mouse off. Mm, true. Now, at this point though, where you've essentially got Danger Mouse running around with with Jesty's Kang Fu. It's gonna bug me what that martial art is called. I'm sure it's something like Moggy Fu or something like that. But he's I, I don't remember. He's gonna be running around just trying to do that, but he's essentially going to be doing it to giants like he can karate yeah. chop Darkwing's leg maybe but yeah but I mean that is that going to be an annoyance or is that actually going to hurt I don't know? know because if you look at it if you look at duck legs they've got those big flat they're feet spindly and then yeah. they're, they're really especially at some where the ankle would be mm. they are very thin 
So then, you know, if you have got a, no, a mouse there doing something like that... I mean, if he flying kicks the legs or something... Yeah. If my, in the back of the knee, then they, yeah, maybe Darkwing goes down. It's, yeah, he's not necessarily going to take him down in one go. He's certainly going to drop him to a knee. Mm. I mean, there's even an element where... Even though he, well, he's depicted as being smaller, I personally would have thought, given this species, Penfold would have been the bigger of the two. But yeah, but anyway, you, you, know, you don't really want your sidekick to be to bigger. Be bigger no. So he's, he's smaller than Daedalus, but he is quite rotund. So there's almost an element of you could kind of swing him around and use him almost as a projectile. Yeah, but I don't know. Get, just, there's also a thing with the hamsters of sharpening their teeth, isn't there? Because they keep on yeah. they keep on growing, don't they? So, so it's like they bite sharpen their teeth, yeah. yeah. What, bite his leg? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he is going to be a gnaw. And, I mean, to be fair, he wears glasses and he can't hit a man with glasses. We all know that. So, <laughs> so really speaking, he's got a bit of a pass here. Um, I guess the key for them is whether... Personally, I think they go for Gosling before they go for Darkwing because I actually think she's the more difficult of the two in this fight. Yeah, and I think the, the difference there as well is that because of the the character and the personality, generally, you go after somebody's kid, they're going to go ballistic. Yeah, they're going to push Darkwing over the edge, perhaps, yeah, and I, force I him to make a mistake. Yeah. I, 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 don't think, I don't think it's going to be that way with him. I think he's going to be more, why are they going after her instead of me? I, I'm Good point. The, I'm more important than she is. Good point. Yeah, I am the famous Darkwing Dad. Yeah. Why aren't they attacking me? Yeah. What is it? Is it something like I am the terror that flaps in the night? Yeah. Or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole Batman parody of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Good point. So, I guess they do. And and I generally think that like, she's the more violent oh, of God, the yeah. two, and she's the more size appropriate yeah. of the two. She's well. the one who's going to do the damage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, she's the one that if she gets the chance without thinking twice about it, it's just going to step on them and squish them. Yeah. And they have got big ducky feet. Yeah. So it, it's... Oh, they're kind of flappy. There's not a great deal of weight to them, is there? No. So, I mean, it's it's time for Danger Mouse and Penfold to use their agility here. Mm. More so Danger Mouse than Penfold, who is not very agile and is extremely clumsy. Yeah. Um, but he... Hence the glasses. Yeah. I mean, he did kind of practice the, the kind of martial art, but he was never very good at it. Whereas Danger Mouse is... Is agile. He'll, yeah. he'll flick back around the place and you know you often see him dodging lasers and stuff. Yeah. And so he is going to be able to run circles around her, I guess. And I guess with the size, they could mount her. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, if you try to think about it logically, Danger Mouse is a mouse standing on his hind legs. Yeah. She is a child duck, an infant duck. Mm. So he's probably going to be up to her waist. Maybe slightly. Yeah, slightly maybe, knees at the very least. Yeah. Knees at the very least. So yeah, so so there's gonna there's more size it's more size appropriate. They're gonna be able to get on, and there's two of them. Yeah. So to a point where they are. I mean, if they could harness her, they could almost ride her. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get it in um in the Batman games where the, with the Titan monsters. Well, is that where you jump on their back? Yeah, you yeah. kind of stun them, to get on their back, and then you kind of steer them like Batman rams. That is actually a a fairly good strategy, and and yeah, if they could get on her back and you know get a lasso or something around her neck, yeah. they could they could definitely ride and just point her at Darkwing as she's flailing around. Yeah. At which point Darkwing's not going to actively attack her. No, but I'd imagine it's the sort of thing he'd sort of step out of the way and open, open the door for open her. Open the door and let her go out. out. Yeah, yeah. self-preservation. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the question is then, can they, can they jump off quick enough before she goes off the edge? Yeah. But again, Danger Mouse has got that kind of, that James Bond level of, of pluck where it's going to be she'll be flying off the edge and go oh and I packed my handy pocket parachute yeah and, just and my rocket off. pack so I can get back out yeah uh, and yeah exactly that that is very much a, a danger mouse kind of thing yeah you know it'd be 
in the absolute face of certain death, yeah, he'll pull something out of the bag. Yeah, I'd say there's some. There's there are a couple of Bond type um, uh, scenarios that they throw on Goldfinger with the laser. That's, yeah. that's the only one where I don't think Bond actually gets out of it. I think he talks his way out of it. Yeah. Everything, every other film, and even when they do parodies of it in like The Simpsons and stuff like that, there's always a really unbelievable way of getting out of it. Like I think in the Hank Scorpio episode, they've got Bond on the same laser table. Yeah. And he flicks a coin up and it, just, um, it, it displaces the laser, shoots off the four shackles, and he gets up and kicks everybody's asses. And you kind of get the impression it would be that sort of fluke, dumb luck yeah. element to it. Yeah. So I think that that's how they take out. Gosling, unless she can stamp on them, which I don't think she's quick enough for. No. Like, I, I don't really see how she can hit, even though she's bigger, I think she's going to be too clumsy. Yeah, she's, she's got no actual, at them. Yeah, and she's got no form of fighting training or anything. She's just a little she's rage a monster. Yeah, she's, she's a, a scrapper. scrapper. So I, I think they can quite easily do that and, and get on top yeah. of her. And Yeah, I, th- I think the tragedy there is that Penfold isn't going to be agile enough or lucky enough, and I think they're both going to plot the he and Gosling would plummet together. Penfold, if there was a hole that could be fallen down or a cliff that could be fallen off, Penfold always fell off it. Mm. So, yeah, I think maybe you're right. What would generally happen there is Danger Mouse would get to him in enough time to save him. But if we're talking falling out of a plane, then, yeah, I think Danger Mouse would probably try. The question is, right, I've only just thought of this. In this universe where ducks are anthropomorphised and made human... Can they still fly? We never see them fly. We no, we don't. And also, if they could fly, why the hell would Launchpad have a plane? Cause, yeah, because that's my, that was where my thought went. Like, Hang on, if she's flying out of a plane and she's a duck, why should just fly away? More importantly than all of that, have they got the like massive telescopic duck penis? I don't know. Because if they have, that's a weapon. It's like I mean, have you seen them? They're like fucking ropes. Like yes, Darkwing but- just needs to get a boner. And he's, he's got a lasso. But like, this was Disney, so, you know, you never know. Yeah. If Walter drawn it, probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, I, think, okay. I think he was a little bit dead by then. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Gosling um, and Penfold plummet into their death. Danger Mouse has managed to escape. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to think he'd be jump off before they... Yeah. They plummet to their certain doom and Penfold's not really yeah, it's, it's, agile or sharp enough to do so and just yeah, keep going. I think it was French Saunders, a diversion of uh, Thelma and Louise in the early 90s. And in the, the driving off the cliff bit, um, they're driving off the cliff and then whichever one of them was staying, it looks over and the other one's not in the car. They're up on the cliff, they've got out. <laughs> and you kind of yeah. get the impression a bit like that. He's like, oh shit, I thought we were going to go together. Yeah, what's Penfold doing? Yeah, okay, bye Penfold. Yeah. Um, I think he'd certainly make an attempt to save Penfold at this point, but this is Darkwing's opportunity. If Danger Mouse is trying to save Penfold, yeah. then Darkwing can blindside him. Yeah. Uh, to a point where I, f- I think that it's where the mission comes in. I mean, you've always got to rely on the... F- if you're Danger Mouse, you're going to rely on the fact that... If he's he can, a secret agent. Yeah, yeah. If Penfold can fall off it, fall in it, fall through it, he will. I'm a, I'm a secret agent. I've got a mission to, to accomplish. Yeah. So, unfortunately, no, I will... Hope he survives, and well, if, if he does, I'll see him at the end of it. But if he doesn't, I've still got a job to do. Mm. I think I think he'd at least try and make a grab for. Oh him. yeah, make a grab for him. Yeah, but if if he doesn't, if, if he, he doesn't get him instantly, yeah, then he's going to have to divert. Yeah, just in terms of he can't save Penfold if he's dead, so he has to turn his attention back to Darkwing. Yeah, but it's whether Darkwing's got enough time in Danger Mouse grabbing Penfold to pull something out of the bag and go for him. Now he can either 
I, I don't think the grappling gun works. I think it's going to be too big and cumbersome yeah. for something so small. Um, so I guess he's got to bum rush him unless he can. Well, he could throw his hat. Yeah. I mean, the hat's floppy, so it's not doing a lot. Yes. Yeah, it's not really good. I mean, it would probably cover Danger Mouse. If he could throw his hat over him, again, you're in an entrapment situation, yeah. and he could go over and pick him up. But then again, it's it's, it's a floppy hat. You, you, so if you just, being a Disney cartoon as well, you would just see it running around the floor. As, as if that, that is exactly what would happen, because that would be your Danger Mouse in the dark scene where he's inside the hat yeah. running around. What he always did in the Danger Mouse in the dark scenes then was light a match. Yeah. So if he lights a match, he burns the hat. Yeah, and then hold for the hat, and he's out. And he's out. So now we've got Danger Mouse versus Darkwing. Yeah, to a point where so if he if he burns a hole in the side of the, the hat to get out, Darkwing's going to come one side to pick it up. He's out the other side. Yeah. So when he picks it up, it's that. Uh, and he could actually way. run around the back. Yeah. Of Darkwing. Now Darkwing's got a cape, so he's going to be more. Well, like, does that make it easier or more difficult to mount? I don't know. It, I think as a mouse, it'd be easier for him to climb it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it. I can't remember with Darkwing. I can't remember the animation. If it was a cape that went round the front of his neck, or whether it was tucked in sort of at the back. I believe it was kind of tucked in at the yeah, back so it, because he would he would swoop it very yeah, much like Batman would. Yeah. So it's not. You're not going to be able to strangle him with it. Is what I'm thinking. Not in its no. current state. You'd have to get it round his neck. No, any... I, I think it would be more case of if he can climb up the cape. Then obviously Darkwing being duck, he has a bill. So if he can get up the cape and over, yeah. Danger Mouse can actually stand on his bill. Yeah. And just pummel him. Yeah. It's like straight between the eyes. You can give him the old two fingers and, well, whole fist in his case, I guess, in each eye. Yeah. And blind him. Because, I mean, the, the other option being the, sort of the, the more sort of secret agent y type uh, way of dealing with, with it is once he's burnt the hole in the hat and got out of the other side while Dark, while Dark was looking for him, get into the go into the plane and start pulling things apart. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a mouse, so he can quite easily do that. Yeah, start chewing through things, start pulling things apart to a point where plane's going down and then he's got his trusty emergency parachute well I mean he's still got the car oh yeah and we did say trash the car was trapped the car was trapped wasn't it or trash yeah. driver it was but yeah but I mean at that point well, we didn't say it was trash we said no. it normally is trash but it was trapped and they abandoned it so technically if he can get in and sabotage the plane and then get back and get the car out yeah he can drive the car out of the the beak of the plane yeah and let Darkwing plummet to his death but he's got to distract Darkwing for long enough sufficiently crash the plane but no I mean if, if, you, th- if you think of it and you know being a mouse of his side uh, being a mouse and a scale mouse of that if he's, if he's in, into the gubbins behind the consoles and stuff Darkwing's not going to where the fuck he is but he's going to wonder why the plane is now all of a sudden yeah that's what I mean but, but even with the plane going down Darkwing still has the potential to escape but does he have the means to escape you know he, he can jump out but then what's he going to do so if, if as a duck he can't fly no, I mean, would, would they have had parachutes on that plane? You'd like to think they would have, but he's got to get the He's parachute. got to get one, put it on, and then not fucking But it even up. so, okay, so let, let's play this through. Launchpad's useless because he's tied up on the floor. Danger Mouse is driving out in the car. Danger Mouse's car flies, okay? Yeah. Darkwing jumps out in the parachute. Let's play this through. Yeah. yeah. So the car flies. Let's assume he's done this quick enough. He could even pick up Penfold in the car, but I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's probably a bit of a stretch. Um, all he's got to do is, I mean, there's, there's actual wings yeah. on the car. All he's got to do is just drive straight through the, yeah, drive the, the parachute yeah. and cut him. Darkwing's going to plummet to his death. Mm. I think that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's it. In true secret agent fashion as well, he's going to escape from a... Yeah, so he doesn't kill him, he engineers the circumstance for him to die. And he does it in a cool fashion. He, does, yeah. he, he escapes from a, 
a plane that's about to go down flies away and gets yeah. strings on his parachute and flies yeah. off into the sunset. I think so, yeah. That'll do it. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that's it then. I guess Danger Mouse takes it. Yeah. And the uh, Battle of Darkwing Duck and Danger Mouse. And I, I kind of thought it would go Danger Mouse's way just because so the character was a bit cooler. Um, yeah. When, as we got into it, I thought there were a few things that might come into, into play with Darkwing Duck, but they didn't really materialise. Um, what did you think would come into play? Mainly the the size, um, and the f- the fact that his sidekicks were a bit more useful. Yeah, um, but I think all of the skill resides with Danger Mouse, doesn't it? it? Is is the key here? Like Darkwing Duck is a wannabe, for a very good wannabe. Yeah. But he's not a professional hero. Danger yeah. Mouse is a trained secret agent. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought this the the um the the sidekicks were coming to a bit more as well, and and they did you know to a point where. Um, Penfold effectively took out Rosalind, uh, yeah. but yeah, so um, Danger Mouse wins. Um, if you disagree or you want to talk to us about that, get into our website ddpodcast.net and uh, contact us through there. Until next time, see you later. See you later.